Hello, hello. This is Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Happy February. Happy Black History Month. Happy Valentine's Day. I have been busy. I've been doing a lot. I've had to keep the energy levels very high. I went to the Grammys, which was so much fun, and I got to see Tracy Chapman perform Fast Car. There's like literally no other performance I need to see in life after seeing that. I've also just hosted my very first Galentine's Day dinner party where I gathered all of the women I love so much at home and just did a dinner to celebrate them. One of the things I did at the dinner party was put a compliment card under every single person's plate. So what is a compliment card? Basically, all of my friends are far too humble. They never brag. They never talk about what they're doing at work. They never take time to like be loud about their accomplishments. So in lieu of kind of introducing every single person and having them go around and say their name, because a lot of my friends were meeting for the first time, I basically had them read aloud the two things that I wrote down for them to brag about to the table. So whether it was, I just got into the London School of Economics, or Rihanna wore a recent design that I created, or I just raised another million dollars in funding for my app. Like the women in my life are doing incredible things, but sometimes they are far too humble about their accomplishments. So that was a really great way for us to celebrate each other. And anytime we're bringing people together, it's just a special experience. Today's conversation is all about braids and braids are a topic near and dear to my heart because I have been getting braids since I was 11 years old, which means that there have been 23 years of me getting my hair braided throughout my lifetime. 23 years of getting my hair braided. And my very first hair braiding experience beyond the braids that my mom would do for me after wash day was when I went away to summer sleepaway camp. I went to, it's actually one of the oldest black owned and founded summer camps. It's called Camp Atwater in Massachusetts. It's an all black girls summer camp. I went away for two weeks I was 11 years old and my braids were done because my mom kind of knew and understood that between lake swimming and horseback riding and all the outdoor activities, it was going to be very hard for me to do my hair every single night. So that is when I started getting the official box braid styles. My mom would take me up to 125th Street. We'd get on the subway at 86th Street. We'd take the 456 straight up to 125th Street. And the moment you get off the subway at 125th Street, you start to get essentially solicited by hair braiders. A lot of the hair braiders will sit outside of the shops. Oftentimes the braid shops in Harlem are walk-up. So you'll basically go into a building and then walk up and there will be a braiding shop, summer street level. But there are women that kind of sit outside and will solicit you. If you're walking around with a plastic bag full of hair in it, you're like a walking target. They know that you're coming to get your hair done. And there are lots of beauty supply shops as well that sell all of the braiding hair that you could ever imagine. And most of the hair braiding shops in Harlem are African hair braiding shops. I have so many fond memories of spending entire days, afternoons, in the hair braiding shop and what my mom would do was she would basically do this like big part on the side of my hair kind of like where my hairline is and always be very adamant that they did not braid down that hair she would say these are the very fragile parts of her hair these are her edges we want her to not be bald do not ever 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 braid this down and looking back i'm so grateful that she did that and i'm also grateful that she kind of taught me how to speak up in hair appointments because as they would be braiding she would look she'd be like that's too tight do it over i was young she was showing me how to advocate for myself so then by the time i went to get my hair braided alone i knew to say okay that's too tight can you do that over i don't like this part here she was teaching me a very important skill set the other fond memory I have from going to a lot of the African braiding shops is how many of the women there would speak French. A lot of the hair braiders were from Senegal or Côte d'Ivoire, places where they speak French. So I would kind of get in my como ça va, we would do a little French back and forth. 
And they were always very impressed that me, as an American coming in, could speak French. And I would always say, j'ai étudié le français à l'école. I'm studying French at school. And they would kind of practice with me. And again, from an early age, I understood that hair braiding was an all-day process. The hair braiders would watch these really dramatic soap operas, like these DVD sets. People would come in selling things, selling mixtapes, selling beauty products. I'd go in the morning, and by the time my braids were done, it would be night. I would usually take a Tylenol because my head hurt. But I was happy, headache or not, because my braids were done. And I was never able to get them quite as long as I wanted them or really, really, really tiny like Moesha had. And I wasn't allowed to do a lot of colors. I was kind of relegated to that one bead dark shade. But again, I was just so happy to have my braids and it felt like freedom. Braids have been around for a long time. They date back all the way to 3,500 BCE. But fun fact, box braids were not given a specific name until Janet Jackson popularized the style in the 90s. Box braids are named for the square parts that braiders use when parting the hair. And braids have been seen all over Africa for centuries, but many people point to the box braids that we know today as originating from Namibia. Of course, there are box braids, there are cornrows, there are Fulani braids. I mean, there are so many different ways to braid hair. But as I was doing research for this episode and understanding the history of braids, I was surprised to learn that box braids in the U.S. military were not allowed until 2014. Protective styles like box braids were seen as unprofessional. This is why things like the Crown Act are so important because black women's hair is policed to a degree that truly doesn't even make sense. Braids and cornrows specifically have a really interesting tie to U.S. history and slavery because many enslaved people would actually use braids and cornrows to show escape routes to escape to the north out of slavery. They were able to show where there was a lake or a mountain and actually communicate specific paths and routes through the cornrows that were braided close to the scalp, which I think is just incredible. There's also documentation of enslaved people putting seeds into the braids so that when they did get to the other side, they could plant seeds and grow fruit and grow vegetables and grow crops, which I think is also incredible. Braids have such a rich history. I believe getting your hair braided is a really sacred experience. And now that I'm older and I get to sit in the creative director chair for my own braids, I love coming up with new styles. And a few of my hairstyles, a few of my braiding styles have gone viral on TikTok and then people recreate them and tag me, which I always love to see. I did a braided bob inspired by East African and Habisha braiding styles. I did that with Erin Courtney, who's an incredible stylist. And then my most recent style, which I love, I have it in now, very long, like long, 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 all the way down my back, small knotless braids with these kind of face framing layers. And it's this sumptuous mix of browns. We used color two, color six, color eight. And then in the front, we did these kind of lighter highlight pieces. I worked with Janae, who's an incredible braider. She came over. We watched so much content. We watched all of Lessons in Chemistry. We watched the Donna Summer documentary. We watched the Nikki Giovanni documentary. But it actually just felt great to sit and be still and have my hair done. The other thing about Janae and I is that we collaborate. I had a mood board. She had ideas. And she's always stopping and checking in. Do we like this here? Do we like that there? Are you going to wear your part here? It's a really collaborative process. But I always feel safe and heard and able to give feedback and do something over if I'm not happy with it. 
braids last a very long time and braids are expensive so you should be getting exactly what you want and I really do believe that finding a stylist who can take your vision and work with you is a game changer and I'm also a big fan of mood boarding different braid styles I've been looking at Erica Badu's braids in the early 2000s which is the inspiration for my current style but there is so much that you can do with braids for me braids are about self-expression and freedom and I mentioned freedom for a very specific reason I love my natural hair but with working out two times a week minimum and just like I try to do a lot and every single day my days are packed I just need a break from doing my hair sometimes so while I don't always keep my hair in braids it is consistently in my rotation of hairstyles throughout the year braids are incredibly beautiful to me and a real testament to black people's creativity and genius because hair braiding is a science it's like math and science and measurement there's a lot that goes into creating a beautiful braid style and more and more I've been thinking about braids as akin to haute couture something that takes hours of work to create something that's beautiful, something that's essentially wearable art. So I was just really hungry to have a discussion all about braids. I had UT, who you may remember, she was on a 2020 episode of Naked Beauty when she was still working at Into the Gloss. UT's wonderful. She does phenomenal freelance creative and social work, and she's working on an incredible braid-specific hair product. And then MBA, who you all know as the producer and editor of Naked Beauty, I brought them together so we could talk about the good, the bad, the sublime, all of our hair braiding experiences collectively. And then later in the show, UT and I discuss where braid trends are going and the braiders that are really pushing the boundaries on the style. You all are in for a real treat with this episode. I hope you love the discussion. Let's get into it. Today's episode is brought to you by Ami Kole. As you all know, I've been a fan of Ami Kole from the beginning, and I'm honestly going to get emotional doing this ad read because to see what Giada has built with this company, the intention behind it, she always wanted to create superior makeup products for melanin-rich skin, and she's out here and she's doing it and she's killing it. And their latest release is one of the most phenomenal products they have launched. You all know I'm obsessed with the lip oil. I will tell anyone who will listen how much I love the Ami lip oil but this new foundation stick this is their brand new skin enhancing foundation stick it glides on beautifully and in terms of shade matching I have finally met my match and I found that it's difficult to find my exact complexion with the right undertones but this stick is a perfect match to my skin tone I use shade 210 to spot correct and shade 110 to bronze and the foundation stick is breathable it's a buildable foundation but it really just melts into your skin for long lasting undetectable coverage this is one of those foundations sticks that does not look like you're wearing any makeup whatsoever and my favorite part the stick the fact that I can throw this in my bag do touch-ups on the go do my makeup in the car I love a foundation stick I love everything that Giada and the entire Ami Kole team is building we love you we're rooting for you we're so excited about the new product and here's the best part Ami Kole kindly offered my listeners a unique promo code just for the Naked Beauty audience use code Brook 20 for 20% off your entire order this is a phenomenal product if you go on the website of course pick up the lip oil but this skin enhancing foundation stick I'm telling you all this is such a phenomenal product. 
get into it. Ami Kolei, thank you so much for supporting this episode. And again, that's Brooke20 at checkout for 20% off. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm very excited for this chat. I'm assuming that you guys have a little bit of background, but this is basically a round robin. Is round robin a term that they use outside of toddler classrooms? Are you familiar with this term where you go around in a circle? So I'm basically going to ask a question and then we're going to popcorn around because I want to hear your answers. I'll answer too. Okay. A black girl in her braids. A black girl in her braids. Can't tell her nothing. Please don't Favorite braid style to date? And what about it did you love? So I'm in between two. I'm into editorial edgy braids at the moment. And top of mind are freestyle braids. So freestyle braids are really like braider's choice braids. You go to your braider and you're like, hey, like just go in, go ham. And I have an idea of like a certain direction that I want but you have creative license to go in on my scalps. I love seeing different breeders and artists who do this kind of style and do it so well, but also show their kind of creative lens and how they do braids. There's this one person who I love. Her name is Trine Braids. She's based in Brooklyn. I think she's 23 and she just has girls coming through her house and she's just doing like freestyle braids on everyone. And it's so beautiful. And I also love, I think I'm going to say this wrong. They're called Hime Braids. So I don't know if you've seen this style where it's choppy in the front and then long in the back. It's giving, it's very runway, but I really love that look. I love being able to play with length. And I think it's a style that really shows the versatility of braids and also the different, yeah, the different like styles you can do with braids. Yes. UT, are you talking about the braids that are like the front is like chin length and then in the back, it's like long, like down your back? Yes. 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 I'm loving this style. Yeah, I love that too. And there's also just so many variations. Like it could be like really short in the front, then another like slightly longer layer, and then the super, super like down to your butt layer of braids. People get really creative. You can have bangs with it. It's just like a very jagged look to your profile if you have those braids. I think to be fair, the question was favorite braid style to date and why you loved it. Have you done either of these? I've done freestyle braids before. And what did you love about it? Was it just that relationship with the braider and letting your scalp be a canvas? Definitely. There's a lot of trust that you have with your braider. You're paying a lot of money. I'm not going to lie. Like the style is not cheap. Like it's easily like three, 350 plus tip, uh, 400. It gets really crazy, but I went to a special event. I went to a friend's wedding and I was just like, hey, I want really cool braids. Would you do it for me? 
And I said, I wanted a butterfly style that's overlapping textures or overlapping motifs um, in the back of my head. And I brought some inspiration, but she really turned it out and I really loved it. So yeah, I mean, I love that style a lot. Love that. Okay. BA, what about you? My favorite to date would have to be the summer. I got some really long for me, especially as a 5'2 person, blonde box braids. And it happened at a point when I really was having some summer blues. I was feeling really burnt out. I wasn't leaving my house enough. I needed to feel hot honestly. And I go to Soleil at the way. And if anyone were to sit in on our consultations, they would probably laugh because it's like a series of like photos, haikus, songs, and just who knows what. And I'm like, Soleil, I need to be transformed. I want to look incredible. I want to be hot. I think we need to go blonde. And she turned it out like beyond my expectations and gave me these blonde bombshell box braids. And I went to a bachelorette party in Mexico and it just, it fueled some very hot girl behavior. I love that. I love that. And the pre-production meeting is so real. Like in all things with production, the more time you spend on the front end, making sure you and your stylist are on the right page, the better the breathing experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. You have to come in with a sense of direction. Yes, yes. I'd argue that the braider that you go to depends on the style that they can do. I don't go to my freestyle braiders for my long knotless braids. I don't go to my knotless braids girl to get straight backs. I have my braider for certain styles. Very key. Okay, I'm going to go back to you to kick us off on the worst braiding experience you've had and why. Because as Black girls, getting your hair braided over years and years, there are bad experiences. It's bound to happen. Okay, so I would say there are like two types of bad braiding experiences. The first is when you have a vision and the person can't execute. Like to UT's point, it is very important to check the Instagram, make sure that their style is aligned with your vision or else, especially if you're someone that's very particular, you're going to be disappointed by how thick the braids are because they're not just right. So I've had a couple of those, but the actual worst was involving my niece. She was 15 at the time and she was visiting for a part of the summer and I was like, oh, I have this great braider. You can get the waist length box braids that you want. That's what every 15 year old girl wants. We want to graduate from whatever chin length moment to the real deal. So I go, I drive her. It's six o'clock in the morning, very early. We knock on my braider's door and there is no answer. I go around to the window. The, the house is dark and she is not responding. I don't have her cell phone number because we only communicate via Instagram DM. There's just silence just to watch my niece be heartbroken. <laughs> and Black girls will understand the significance of this because afterward, we had to take her to a very quick sort of like African braiding salon experience. She did not get the length that she wanted. So we didn't go past the shoulders. It was tough. As an auntie who like wants to make things happen, that braider really let me down. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And also, I mean, no shade to African hair breeding shops. No, not at all. Those are the best shops sometimes. But when you have a length in mind at 15, yes. that's devastating. So did yeah. the person ever DM you back? Wake up? What happened? Um, yeah, she was out of town. She suddenly what? had been ill. She had oh, couldn't God. make it. She also ditched my appointment two weeks later. It was rough, but she had such a good track record up until then. She disappointed me when I needed her most. Oh my gosh. Okay, you too. What about you? Worst experience? Well, so sad for your niece. That sucks. My worst breeding experience. So I love an Instagram breeder because usually Instagram breeders are more likely to listen to your concerns. You come to them with a vision. Okay, wait, wait, pause, pause. What is it? What is an Instagram breeder? We're in a new landscape of breeders. There are breeders that you can just find on Instagram because they okay. have a following, they have a community and they're doing hair and they're doing it really well. So they have a clientele that you can book through DM. They may have a shop. Like for example, there's this girl, Helena. Her Instagram account is Slade and Braids. She does amazing work, works with Vogue and she's been in Essence, like amazing places, exhibitions and everything. She actually works out of her mom's salon. Even though you would book through her, you would go to her mom's salon to get your hair done. But other breeders, you're going to their house, you're going to their apartment usually to get your hair done or they'll come to you. But there was this one breeder. So I found her on Instagram. My friend recommended me to her. And she, you know, did some cute Zoe braids. And I was so excited to get them for the first time. She was using this special hair. And the thing about me, though, is braids are the only service where you are meant to sit your ass down, not ask a single question about your style that you're getting done. You're not supposed to say halfway through, a quarter way through, hey, can I see how it's going? Can I see what it's looking. Can we adjust here? Can we make the partitions a little bit smaller? It's such an interesting predicament getting braids, but I'm the girl who's asking questions. I'm like, hey, I'm seeing it's bigger here. I would like it a little bit smaller. I don't think she loved that. I try to be as gracious as possible. I'm the one paying money though. I think it makes sense to ask or to give feedback at times. At the very end, she was dipping my hair. After you get your braids done, you dip your hair in hot water. So she was braiding up my hair. The water was boiling. I'm getting my hair done during a work day. I'm working remotely from her house, getting my hair done. I'm in a meeting, screen is off, mute. She spills the hot water on my back <gasps> while I'm in this meeting. Oh like, my she, gosh. Did you have a towel on your back? Yeah, I didn't. Hot boiling water on my back. And I like jump up. Thank God I'm on mute. But I get up and I'm like, what happened? She was like, oh, it was an accident. I didn't mean to. I'm really sorry. It felt so passive aggressive because minutes before I was just saying, do you mind braiding it down like a little bit more because my hair was like coming out of the bottom. I have longer natural hair. So I have to braid my braids a little bit longer. I understand I can come off as an annoying customer. I don't think I deserve to get boiling water spilled on me, but that's what happened. Yeah. I never went back there. And it sucks because I really love the work that she did. <laughs> Brooks, of course you didn't, but that's another conundrum because she did well. My hair looked amazing. And I'm like, do I go back to the girl who spilled no. hot water on me? No. Because I love how she did my braids? Absolutely not. Absolutely I not. About it. I really thought about it. No, absolutely not. You don't go back. But also, 
you should feel empowered to speak up and share what you like or what you don't like. I think the breeders that I found that I work really well with are very open to feedback and very collaborative and understand that this is a process where I'm going to be checking in and giving feedback. And also the first time you get your braids done by a person, you have to be on high alert, especially those first few braids. Is the size right? Is the parting right? Like you can't really sit back. Sitting back and relaxing comes when you've been working with someone for a long time. Okay. I am so glad that we're aligned there because not every breeder is like that. And I gauge if I'm going to come back to that breeder or that salon, if they are open to suggestions or just open to me saying what I want and not huffing and puffing about it. And I understand that like breeding is very much a craft and people take a lot of pride in their craft, but it is also a service and I think we can both leave the salon happy with the work that is being done. As long as we're both being gracious as well. I'm a Nigerian American girl. I have my manners. I'm going to say, Madame, can you please make the partitions a little bit smaller? Madame, really appreciate it. Really pride myself in doing that and really want to make sure that people feel comfortable with the work that they're doing on my hair. It just really sucks and grinds my gears when I feel like I can't ask for what I want when I'm getting my braids done. I think to your point though, UT, there's like a whole braiding etiquette, right? And we talk about not wanting to speak up about nails. Can you imagine sitting for nine hours, but not saying anything? Like we're spending the whole day together. We're besties at this point. You're going to take this feedback. Let's talk about it. I walked out of a salon this weekend. I'll walk out if I don't feel like what I want isn't getting done. I've just been doing it so long. I know how things are going to go and there's no way I'm going to hate my hair and pay for it. You will never catch me paying for hair. I don't like, I'll never do that. Facts. Okay. Longest you've ever sat for braids. Mine is nine hours. I'm like 12. Easy. I think I have you guys both beat. I did this braid style I have in now two days, 12 hours, two 12 hour days. Yeah. Wait, just kidding. I got some Zoe knotless braids and I had to come back. I feel like in total, it was like 14. Yeah. Two days. We'll do it. Yes. Okay. What is the best or like most unique breeding experience you've ever had? I can go first quickly because mine was in Turkey, in Bodrum, which is like a small coastal town in Turkey where a fully Turkish woman who had a braid shop, she had, her background was in like crochet, had the full African style braid shop with all the different synthetic hairs hung up and all, I was like, oh my gosh, but like could fully braid. They brought me tea, they brought me sliced peaches, like the full Turkish hospitality. And she just braided my hair outside like on her porch. We're like looking at it. it's a beautiful day. I'm, I'm having my Turkish tea and my sliced fruit. And this woman who did not speak any English whatsoever, she taught herself how to braid. She had watched all these videos and like fully braided my hair. I was shook. I was very surprised. Wait, was she black? She was a white Turkish woman. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. I don't have anything as exciting as that necessarily, but I would say the best braiding experience. There was one time I was getting my braids done and I tend to be one of those people who accidentally intermittent fasts when they're getting braids done, which is like really terrible because you're sitting for a really long time. But on this particular day, one of my good friends sent snacks to the salon for me and I actually was fed and had had snacks throughout and it was amazing. Oh, I love that. I love, love that. Bringing snacks with you and having access to food is such a pro tip. Also having a bottle of water, essential. Yes. yes. Treat it like an endurance sport. hundred percent. Oh my gosh. 
I do feel like I have a little bit of an ego. I'm like, you know what? I think I can do it. I think I can pull it off and eat breakfast, drink some water, and eat dinner at home. Sometimes I can do it, but sometimes I just order Uber Eats to the salon. Best experience that I've had. I feel like my most memorable experience was when I got my hair trimmed and then I got it braided. There's a salon in New York called The Way. I'm sure we all know and love The Way Salon. We love Alicia. Alicia was like, you need a trim. No, this is what Alicia says. She says you need a haircut. She never calls it a trim. Yeah, she, I was going to say, Alicia doesn't believe in trims, as I learned from her. <laughs> but also, I know we all go to The Way. Can we talk about the fact that other hair braiding places, like they won't wash your hair. Like you're expected to come with your hair washed, conditioned. You go to the way, they wash and condition your hair before your appointment because to make sure your hair is clean yeah. before doing it. No, it's amazing. It really feels like a white glove salon. I, I always feel so taken care of there. And like Alicia is just very intentional about being gentle with your hair, asking you your hair history. It feels like I'm at the doctor. It's like the hair doctor almost. Alicia even taught me how to slick back my hair. That's how down that's it was bad but I was like can you show me how to do it so I'm not like a football head and she really did it and it was so nice she trimmed my hair blew it out and then she braided it for me and she's so gracious she was like the braids are free I'll give you those four big straight backs you can wear this at the salon I wore it for a couple of weeks and it was like a cute little vibe but I really remember that experience because it was just so nice and like you're right Brooke like it just felt such, like a nice holistic overall braids experience yes Okay, we need to get into the braiding hair. When you're adding hair, do you have a go-to brand? Do you do synthetic? I interviewed the founder of Rebundle, which is the plant-based alternative. There, there are actually other kind of plant-based alternatives to hair extensions now. Do you do human hair when you're doing your Zoe Kravitz braids? What are your go-to hair extension hookups? What's the plug? Yeah, I know UT has like a really solid formula. I feel like I tend to go for color more than changing the actual hair itself. Unless the one and only time that I did long Zoe's, I did some human hair ends and I go to Soleil at the way as well. And Soleil knows me really well. So she's able to, at this point, get the blend really like spot on. She also colors my hair. So now it's her blending the color to match the color that she's already done. She is a master of her craft, but I find that the density of the braids and the way that she braids matters more than the actual hair that I use. So I don't necessarily have to do human ends. Sometimes we do lived in ends where she just curls the ends for me. And that is great. Yes. It's so interesting. So I feel like when I'm getting lots of compliments on my braids, people will be like, oh, which human hair is that? And it's like, it's nothing to do with human hair. It's just the way that it's braided. But I've done both. I've done, I've actually done like every type of, of extension hair type. UT, what about you? Yeah, I agree with you, Brooke. I do think it's a combination of the technique and the hair though. The hair kind of take it to another level. It can look a little bit more boneless, a little bit more light depending on the hair. It's like, I grew up with expressions hair. Before expressions hair was everywhere, my aunt used to bring it from Nigeria in suitcases and bring it so we wouldn't use the Sally Beauty fake hair. It's also synthetic hair, but it's just a really good quality of hair. Like you can't go wrong with expressions. I recently discovered another tier of expressions hair called Rua, R-U-W-A. Yes. Have you tried it? Do you like it? I have tried it. And they also have Rua Kids 
they have one specifically for kids, which is like shorter. It's only 10 mm-hmm. inches, which if you're doing the synthetic braids at the top with the human hair ends, basically a breeder can use the short synthetic hair that's only 10 inches and stop it there and then add in the human hair. But it's oh, like the kid's line. That. Oh, that's so cute. How's the texture like for you? Great. I've, I feel like the texture of synthetic hair I've had good experiences with. And I also, maybe my scalp is not sensitive, but I know lots of people have like scalp sensitivity issues with synthetic hair, but I have never had those problems. Apparently you can put the hair in like apple cider vinegar bath and that can help with the sensitivity for your scalp. But I really like Rua hair because it's a little silkier and a little bit more lightweight in my opinion, and looks a little bit like human hair. But I'm really on a human hair tip right now. I really love it. It also makes the takedown a lot easier. Like it just is overall a lot gentler on my hair. The brand that I'm really liking right now is Janet. They have like really good tiers of hair types too. They have a mix. So you can have a human hair synthetic mix. It's a little bit more affordable than a $60 like box of human hair. That's from the same brand. But I love it. It looks really natural. It's really like light and effortless. I'm really into human hair right now. My bank account doesn't love it, but I really love it right now. I used to do all human hair braids. I would go to Lugo's in New York, which Lugo's is still around, which is insane to me. And you can customize. I would do like body wave and I would blend four and all the different colors. And I would just leave with a loose bag of, because it can't be on the left. It has to be like bulk human hair and bring that to my braider up in Harlem. But I can remember those appointments at Lugo's getting my human hair to do braids. I've done braids with kinky straight human hair before too, that I had to cut off the track, but that was also cool because I could flat iron it. That's when I did my braided bob. You've done it all, Breck. I know. I've, I've done so many different braid styles. Okay. Once your braids are in, how do you style them? I'm like delusional. And I think that I'm going to do like half up, half down. I think I'm going to do all of these things. And then it's in a low ponytail or down. I don't take advantage of all the different styling things you can do once your braids are in. I don't think that's true though, Brooke. I feel like you've mastered your like effortless half up, half down. Like you have it right now. Half up, half down. That's all I've got in the arsenal. That's all I've got. There's no, you know what I I tried to do for the Grammys? I tried to do this like Bantu knot. I tried to do four like space buns with my braids, but it was like, this is too risky. It's not working. (laughs) Yeah. So I also can get stuck in the rut of a specific style, but I find that like when I have an event, I'll challenge myself to get a little bit more like creative. And so I've done the little two tendril. And this is another pro tip. If you tell your braider beforehand how you might want to wear the hair, they'll accommodate for that. So I told Soleil that I had a black tie wedding and I knew that I wanted to have a bun of some sort and updo with a couple tendrils. And so she's planned it out so that I would have the specific braids that I knew to pull down. I also like a little bit of a messy bun. I think that like when I have my box braids, I get to have the like delusional messy bun moment. But we always talk about black girls not having a messy bun. I disagree. Yes. So that's like my tried and true messy bun. But I also love if I'm on vacation, like a good scarf as like a little tying it up that way. I think that gets really cute. But yeah, I'm trying to venture out a little bit more. Oh my gosh. And you hit all mine. Both of you guys hit mine. I'm definitely a half up. I had my hair like in this really cute half up thing today, but I took it down because my head hurt. But yeah, I love a half up, half down. I love a little PC in the front, a little PC moment in the front. I also love a bandana. It's honestly like 
the best part of your hair being overgrown when you've had your braids in too long is getting to wear a scarf or a little bandana on top because it's so chic or a little baseball cap. I love a baseball cap or a bandana, like such a mood. But I'm also testing myself. I want to incorporate more accessories. There's this really cute scrunchie brand called Mermera, I think. They have really cute lacy ribbons, scrunchies. And I just want to do my, my half up, half down and have a really cute scrunchie on top of my head. That would be yes. a vibe too. I feel like the ribbon craze isn't going anywhere, especially as we get into spring, we're going to see more ballet core and ribbons. Have you all ever done a ribbon moment with your braids? I wrap my own hair with my braids. Use your hair as a scrunchie. I love doing that. And then for my top shelf, I put my straight backs in a bow scrunchie, a silver bow scrunchie. So yes, I love a bow. Part of my braiding day tradition is at the way they have a little mini beauty supply store where they have a ton of cute scrunchies or clips. I'm like into those in a box braid moment. But one of my rituals is I always pick out an accessory whenever I go from the beauty supply store. I feel like a little kid getting candy after grocery shopping or something. So now I have a collection of fun scrunchies and really cute fluffy scrunchies too that actually will show up when your hair is braided and it's really thick so I love those okay your top three braid maintenance tips I'm just going to give one and I'm, I'm not going to give all three my number one is to invest in a professional takedown because I'm an impatient person my arms get tired and what was happening for me is I would start taking my braids out. It was all fine and lovely. I was cutting it at the right length. Raise your hand if you've cut your own human hair before. Cut your own hair, taking out your braids. It always starts out like I'm doing it delicately. I'm cutting. I'm leaving enough space. And then that last hour where you're just over it, it's late, your arms hurt. You just start ripping your braids. I'm just like, you can spend $25, $30, I kind of was living in New York, but get on the subway, go up to Harlem, go to a braiding shop and have them take it down for you. Have two people take it down for you. And you're done in an hour and it's like over and done. And you just go home and wash your hair. Can you please walk through that experience? Because when I take down my braids myself, I have to map out an entire day, an entire weekend. Honestly, I'm watching marathon episodes of the next top model. Like I was you. <laughs> I was you, I was doing it. It was making me unhappy. Now, this is a great segue into your product, but the thing that you do have to spend a lot of time doing is that lint that collects at the base of your braids. You still have to go home and comb. You still have to do your full hair care. Or what you can do is as they're taking it out, I would bring a small comb with me and start to comb it out mm -hmm. while we're there. And I just think it's so helpful. Some people are like, oh, I just, who was telling me? They're like, oh, I just asked my boyfriend to do it. I was like, the fights me and my husband would get in if he was taking out my braids, it would be terrible. So having someone else help you, I just think going to someone professional to take them down is like a game changer for me. So having someone else help you take down your braids is so clutch. It was like a rite of passage growing up in my house. I have two sisters. So whenever it was time for the takedown, it was a group effort. Everyone was around the couch helping someone take out their braids. I've been with my girlfriend for almost eight years, and she just helped me take down my braids for the first time this past weekend. So it's a very intimate experience. And I think it's a very intimate experience also because there's that buildup when you take out your braid. It's like very unhygienic. It's like lint from your favorite sweater and like dandruff and product buildup in the past like eight weeks. It's just like they're waiting for you. So totally understand why like investing in a professional takedown could be really nice. 
But yeah, braids have been like my bread and butter in terms of a hairstyle for like as long as I can remember. And that aspect of that buildup has always been my pain point. And working in beauty for so long and experimenting with so many different clarifiers and apple cider vinegar rinses, there was never something that actually actively targeted that knot. And after leaving Glossier, after leaving Davinus, I decided to find a chemist to help me make a product that actually melts away that buildup. And it's done and it's amazing and it works and it smells yes, amazing. It's, and- it's honestly phenomenal. I've had the pleasure of using early samples and I'm so impressed. Thank you. Thank you. It, it came with a lot of trial and error. Thankfully, I found this Black chemist who worked with me and understood and just really knocked it out of the park. Really excited to bring it to market. It's called Douse. You'll see it come to life this year. I'll keep you posted on a live date, but it's coming soon. And it's for all the girls who love braids, but don't love buildup. I love it. I'm really excited because that exact like way to like ruin an intimate moment, my partner's taking out my braids like in my hair. And then at the very end, it's like, oh, yes, exactly. I did do solid core eight weeks ago and the sweat is right there waiting for us. I'm excited for Dallas. I think like it's really cool because we don't often think of like black hairstyles as a type of technology, but ultimately they are. And so when we talk about all these different types of braids, they're all iterations on a type of technology. And so it's cool to see products coming to the market that help to target and assist in that process. For me, it's the bread mud mask all day, every day. When we talk about maintenance and getting that six to eight weeks of life in New York City off of your hair after a protective style, there is no better. I have watched my hair spring back from insane things because of that bread mud mask. So usually what I do is as I'm taking my braids out, I will detangle usually with an oil of some sort. And then I put the mud mask on all over, let it sit for a little while before I shampoo and condition and I walk out of the shower with my hair squeaky clean back to bouncy 4C curls. I love it. Have you tried the new clarifying shampoo yet? I really want to. I haven't yet, but I'm very excited too. What do you all do to keep your scalp clean? Okay, now I'm going to sound like a real breadhead, but they do have a scalp serum. It's called the Cooling Grains Scalp Serum, and it lightly exfoliates your scalp overnight. I like that a lot because I have a pretty dry scalp and it can get a little itchy and it's not very fun. It makes me want to take my braids out a lot earlier. And because of the cost per wear, I need to stretch them out a little longer. I will use the Cooling Grains before I go to bed at night in the last couple weeks of my braids to just keep things clean and keep the itch away. Love that. I'm a little bit more clinical. I really like this drugstore shampoo called Nazoro. It's a dandruff shampoo and it has this ingredient. I cannot pronounce it. It starts with a K, but it really helps with dandruff, namely like seborrheic dermatitis. And I just squeeze a little bit in a spray bottle, spray it on my scalp, do like a light kind of massage and just rinse it in the shower. It's like the one thing that calms my scalp after weeks of having my hair. It's not sexy, but when I have my hair in for a long time, my scalp can actually get sensitive to the touch. And I find that it really alleviates that feeling and also helps control flakes. These are amazing tips. What's the next braiding style that you want to try? One you've never done before. What's next on the list? I'm a little boring, but 
I'm trying to get myself to blonde. Basically, that's my goal this year. I want to get to blonde. I'm like, I love a 1B, not because I just grew up with it, but it's so sleek and just like jet black. And it just looks so good with my skin. I really love 1B. I love 33 as well. I love a nice Auburn moment as well. But my goal is to get to like 27, like 613. 613 is when you're like, when you're a 613 girl, that's you're in your blonde era. I have not gone there beyond highlights, but BA, you're the blonde braid Um, goddess. I, I love a blonde braid. Like nothing will get me from the lowest lows better than a good, really long, like they have to be super, super long, uh, blonde box box braids. But for me, I also want to get a little bit more adventurous. I think it's time to try more cornrow styles. I also want to play around with length. I tend to go for super, super long, but I want to try something a little shorter more of a bob length because I do like my hair right here I think this summer is going to be a twists era I think we need a twist renaissance and I will gladly bring it forth you mean Senegalese twist right Senegalese twists or even I used to get Marley twists all the yeah, time. Yeah, the kinky twists. And Ooh. those are great because with my hair, we don't show the texture, but I find that they're so light and I feel just very like summery and loose. So I think that is, that's the plan. Love. love. The final question in our round the room uh, conversation is what is your best underrated tip for getting the braids of your dreams? How do you get the braids that you have in your head into reality. I think that you have to give the braider a couple chances. You got to give a couple at bats unless they pour hot water down your back, in which case run (laughs) and maybe sue potentially in the same way. Like you set yourself up for success by finding the braider that does or specializes in the style that you like, but also maybe the first time you go to them, isn't the time to try the new, exciting, fun, trendy braid. Maybe you get your 1B mid-back length just to test out what our foundation is. And then you give them that at bat. Let them see how you wear your hair. This is another thing. Like hairstylists like to get a sense for how you're going to style things, how it's going to live, and then they're able to adjust and experiment. So I think set yourself up for success with the provider, but build a foundation of trust before you bring your wildest Pinterest dreams. Totally. I love that. Mine is like a follow-up to that. My kind of tip is making friends with your braider, like making your braider your bestie. I think really investing in a relationship with your braider goes a long way. Seeing your hair health change or, or grow or improve, going on a journey together is always a really amazing experience. But also I love getting my hair done because we just end up becoming friends. We're spending so much time together. We're talking about our lives. And I think that's the best way to get a style that you want because now we're both invested in the style together. We both want this to look amazing. And you're able to share your thought process as to why you chose this style, what you're seeing in the braiding landscape, why this style intrigues you. I love asking my braiders as well, or my my favorite girl, what style do you like to see or what are you interested in these days? It's always fun. But I like to take my time. I don't mind spending a little bit more money if I think the braider will do a better job. I don't mind investing the time if I think I'll become a regular with this braider. I'm very much into investing into the relationship with my braider. And I'd love to just be like a regular. I want to just show up. I want to have 
a calendar notch in your calendar every two months, you'll see me and I'll be there. I would love to have that relationship with someone. Yes. And also just like tipping them when they do a great job. I know braids are very expensive. So it's like, oh, I've got to give like more on top of this. Even just bringing something. If you're great at baking and you go bring your braid or like a muffin that you made or bring an iced coffee if you're picking up one for yourself or for us, like in beauty, like we always have extra beauty products. Like, hey, here, I know you've got a daughter. Maybe she wants a slip gloss. Yeah. Knowing that you care. I think that's so real. I feel like hair is very, and all sort of beauty services, it's similar to food and it's always better if there's love in it. And it always turns out like a much better product if that feeling, the underlying trust is there. So yeah, cultivating the relationships, which is really hard to do over Instagram DMs. So like making the effort once you're there in person to actually be human to human rather than service provider to client. We're spending so much time there. Imagine sitting in the chair and not saying a word for eight hours. Like, <laughs> not, a, not a laugh, not a kiki, not a TikTok reference, nothing. Are we okay? We can talk half the time and I'll do my work and then you'll braid and then we'll talk again. We can talk, we're human beings. We can make friends. This was so great to hear from you all on your braiding tips, tricks, and experiences. I feel like I've learned a lot. I also have good product recommendations. UT, I know you've been doing this TikTok series about hair and braids, and I want to go a little bit deeper with you on some of the stuff you've just been noticing. I have been going to a few formal events since I've had my braids in, and I'm amazed at how hard it is to find inspiration pictures beyond our girl Zoe Kravitz. It's very hard to find images of braids in formal settings, braids with black tie gowns. But I feel like I learned so much from you. You follow all of these incredible stylists that are doing editorials that are showing high fashion braids and braids in black tie settings. Which stylists should we be paying attention to that are doing work in this space? Yes. Top two in my heart and in my life, I would say Jawara and Cynthia Harvey. They're two Jamaican hair artists who, India's based in London, and I think Jawara's based between here and Europe. Regardless, these are people who've just like made hair their life, and they're great at black hair, yes, but they're also great at doing all kinds of hair ties, which black people just end up doing anyway. They're great at doing textured hair, quote unquote, textured hair, coily hair, but also can do everyone else's hair. But I feel like their perspective on doing hair is just so artistic and very much pushes the needle and pushes ideas of what black hair can do. Jawara, I always refer to Solange's Met Gala look where she had like blonde Fulani inspired like sculptural braids as like a reference point for like Jawara's work. And then Cynthia Harvey had this just genius work she did with Mugler, like a Mugler runway show where she used lace as like baby hairs, alluding to a lace front. Who thinks of this stuff? Genius, like genius work. And she really plays with accessories to really make textured hair look larger than life. So those are two people that I often look to and see what they're up to. Also, they just have like amazing taste in their own life. I believe Cynthia started a textured hair care brand called This Hair of Mine. Oh, wow. Yeah, I feel like we're really living in this braid renaissance where people are doing really interesting things with braids, unexpected things with braids. We've, we've had the Zoe Kravitz braids, we've had the Fulani braids, French curl braids have become like a thing recently. But I feel like there's this whole explosion around like what you can do with braids and where braids are meant to be. It's gone so far beyond just a, a style for your next vacation. 
Why do you think we're taking a closer look at braids now? What do you think is happening in the atmosphere? I think that just in this time, people feel more inclined to express themselves. And I, everyone always says everyone wants to be a main character and be individualistic. But I think people are, with social media be just becoming more expressive. And braids are just so accessible. Like a pack of hair is like $4. You can do your braids yourself if you're down on money. Braids allows for length. It allows for structure. It allows for height. It allows for color. And it's something that if you really put your mind to it, you can execute upon it. There's years and years of inspiration from different decades, from different countries. There's such a depth of inspiration and creativity with braids, culturally, societally, signifiers of so many things through history. So I'm happy to see this renaissance. I think I made this TikTok at the end of last year because I was just like, we have to talk about how everyone is getting insanely beautiful braids, insanely creative braids. I haven't seen this and I've lived in New York for a really long time and I hadn't seen such uh, like range of creativity when it came to braids and i think it's also beyond the us like even in europe and of course always in western africa we're seeing such a range of styles of braids i don't know i think people want to express themselves i think braids makes it easy to, st to stand out honestly i will say and it's black history month so let me just lean into my black pride black women are pushing the envelope to see the creativity of Black stylists in the realm of braiding, I think is what's making so much of this work phenomenal. It's almost like when you have to work within constraints. So there's something specific about the way Black stylists have innovated around hair that I don't see European hair culture doing interesting new things. I'm just being honest. I don't see a lot of new styles or ways of wearing hair. But when I look at Black hair specifically, and the way that Black women are just like MacGyvering and figuring out new things, it's really inspiring. So I get chills. It's just so inspiring. The word you used was MacGyvering because it's so technical. How did you know how to defy gravity like this? How do you know how to braid it so it gains four more inches off my scalp? If you put me in a room with a pack of hair and a million dollars, I couldn't figure that out. Oh, I, I couldn't do it. That, shout out to the black girls it. that can braid their own hair. I can't. I can't. But I really admire it and it deserves so much more kudos and deserves real institutional recognition because it is so artistic. So what do you think is going to come next in the world of braids? I think the girls are just going to get crazier and crazier. I just think the sky's the limit. I think there will be I more products like the one that you're developing or have developed. I think there will be more products specifically around braid maintenance and braid care. We need more. Yeah, I think we need more too. I think we need more innovation in braids from also an integrity perspective and an ingredient perspective. And what I'd also love to see is just more science around what braids do to our scalp, because I love braids, but like braids can cause breakage, back to back, straight backs, that can cause traction alopecia. Like we need more information on how to make braids work for us because even though I love being natural and I love having my hair out, I'm getting braids. I'm gonna get braids for the majority of the year. How can I take care of my hair with my braids? And I feel like UT, I need to speak to your beautiful hair because you have long, thick, luscious hair. You have a lot of hair and you have beautiful hair and it takes maintenance. You can't just ignore your hair under your braids. Having braids doesn't mean I don't have to take care of my hair. 100%. Because if I go a whole year without trimming my hair, deep conditioning my hair, and I take my hair out and like, don't wear braids for a week, it's just going to chop all off. It's gone. So maintenance is important. And 
if I can create a product that can literally melt away dandruff buildup and product buildup, like we can create products that can get to your hair within your braids or help the health of your hair while you're wearing braids. Like there's a universe where this is possible. It's just really investing in the science and the know-how to make that happen. And I'm going to ask you to come back as well for this last question, because I want to hear from both of you the relationship we have with our hair and our relationship with braids, it's very personal. I was thinking about how long I've been getting my hair done, my braids done. It's been 20 something years of me getting braids and so many experiences of having braids and getting them done. What is your relationship with braids as a hairstyle and what does hair braiding mean for each of you? Oh my gosh. I feel like this runs so deep for me in part because one of my big sisters, my middle sister, Laura, she was my first hairdresser. And we had this ritual where every single weekend we'd wash my hair and she'd braid it up for school. And so it was like a story of me being five years old and saying, I love my sister because she does my hair. So it starts really early in terms of feeling this connection. It's really intimate to have someone in your hair like that. And like during COVID, I was living with her for a bit and she did these like straight backs for me. And I have this picture and it's like, we have been doing this for so long, this exact moment of me sitting in this tiny chair in front of you and you taking care of me. And I think that like transfers over to any hair braider who really cares about me, right? So I have a great relationship with Soleil. And I remember having a moment a few months ago when I was getting my hair done, my hair braided really long, and all of the women in the salon came together to help finish my braids. And that moment of having three to four Black women helping you look your best and realizing that you're going to literally wear their labor of love down the street. Yes. There's nothing quite like it. There's nothing, nothing. quite like it. <laughs> nothing. And what a privilege, what a privilege to have that experience. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like you're being really imbued with love. It's literally being stitched onto your head. It's insane. I feel like when I think of braids, I had this weird thought, actually. When I got braids last time, I was like, this is a luxurious experience. This feels like luxury, especially I'm leaning towards getting smaller and smaller braids as I'm getting older. I'm like, no, I want micros, I think. Getting micro braids is a luxury. Leaving the chair and you got these itty bitty braids that look like strands of hair. So much time was taken into this. Like, this took a lot of effort. I walk around with a lot of attention and care being put into how I look. It feels... I don't know. The word I can only think of is luxurious. I also just love the freedom that braids gives me. I love just being able to wake up and walk out the door. Honestly, it's my favorite thing about braids. Carefree. We love. Yeah, it's, it's very much carefree. I like your use of the word luxurious. I, I appreciate luxury being attached to braids. When we were doing research for this episode, one of the things that we learned is that braids were a status symbol, right? Like they denote a certain amount of, oh, you can sit down. Like you can sit down for eight hours. We talk about our hair so often as being a chore with braids included or people, I know when I go to work and I get my braids done, people are like, oh, how long did you sit for this? Oh my gosh. And it's like, yeah, no, I can afford to sit down for nine hours. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. We go to a restaurant and they're like, we dry aged this steak for three years. This wine has been kept away for 17 centuries. Like, right. why can't my braids be luxurious too? Like so much attention and care goes into getting this done. And I Absolutely. feel really good about it. When I was looking at all of the coverage of the couture shows, one of the first things they do to denote how impressive a garment is how many hours were spent in making the garment, right? So they'll say, oh, this dress took... 300 hours to sew, the time and craftsmanship, right? The real actual technical craft that goes into these braids is couture. It is luxury. It is this wearable art. It really is. Beautiful. It was so great speaking to you all about this. I feel very inspired. I'm thinking about my next braid style and appreciative of the ones that I have in now. So thank you for this conversation. Of course. Very glad to have had this conversation. I don't think I even realized how, how deep my feelings ran for braids. Now I'm going to be looking at every braiding appointment a little differently. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. And that's a wrap on all things braids, hair braiding, the beauty of getting your hair braided, the tough parts of getting your hair braided and how to overcome them. There were so many great gems dropped. I'd love to hear about your hair braiding experiences. We'll be talking about this on Naked Beauty Planet throughout the week. So make sure you're following us on Instagram. Thank you so much for your support. Please share the podcast to your stories. It helps so much. Tag me as you're listening. I'm at Brooke DeVard and we'll be back next week with the new episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.